It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, the best place to play daily fantasy football. It is awesome. We are awesome. You are awesome. But really, Joe Dolan is awesome. At FG underscore Dolan, the rock star over at FantasyPoints.com, where you can, should, and hopefully already have used the code 21FEAST to make all your wildest dreams come true, or at least to make sure that you have the most information possible when you're trying to win money and respect and bragging rights and reputation and tradition in your fantasy football leagues. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years at Ross Tucker NFL. Mike Golick Jr. was excellent on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Highly encourage you to check that out today. Yesterday, Steve and I went over not only us both being up seven units last week on the Even Money podcast, but also our picks for week number 14, 14 already in the NFL, Joe. And it starts Thursday night with the Steelers and the Vikings. There are some injury things to discuss with the Minnesota Vikings. And there's a lot of KJ Osborne talk out there right now. Yeah, for sure. And KJ Osborne is going to be a very popular waiver pickup uh, for obvious reasons with that Adam Thielen likely missing this game and more. Oh, with a high ankle sprain. Uh, K.J. Osborne and Tyler Conklin are probably the two players I want to just mention here because they combined for 16 targets after Thielen went out uh, last week uh, against the Lions. So those two guys are both on the radar. Um, Obviously, you're playing Justin Jefferson. It doesn't look as of now like Joe Hayden is going to go for the Steelers. So I I think Justin Jefferson's going to eat. And just one more thing. This season, Alexander Madison has played three games without Dalvin Cook. In those three games, he's averaged 23.9 fantasy points per game. That would tie him over the full season with Jonathan Taylor. So he's essentially been Jonathan Taylor when Dalvin Cook doesn't play. So he's in your lineup for sure. Um, I don't think Osborne is a perfect fill-in for Adam Thielen. I would expect more from Thielen if he were to play. But K.J. Osborne is certainly somebody, uh, if he's still out there on your waiver wire, who's probably picked up if you're in a super competitive league. But if you did pick him up, put him on the wide receiver three radar this week against Pittsburgh. That's crazy for Alexander Madison. It's huge. Jonathan Taylor numbers? Jonathan Taylor numbers when Dalvin Cook doesn't play. Uh, So he has made, by the way, uh, uh, five starts without Dalvin Cook in his career. He finished as the RB 47 in his first start. Uh, He busted in that game. But since then, he's made four starts. He's finished no lower as the RB 8 in a PPR. He has been a slam dunk RB 1 when Dalvin Cook misses. Wow. What about on the other side with the Steelers? They kind of got Deontay Johnson going a little bit in the second half. Even the running game was better in the second half of that Ravens game. Yeah, uh, well, the Steelers have a terrible run-blocking offensive line, and that's exactly what people who would tell you, you know, Najee Harris was a luxury pick when they didn't have the foundation for him to succeed. They have a terrible offensive line at the point of attack. 
Um, all, uh, per, per pro football focus, the Steelers have opened up only uh, 0.8 yards before contact on early down carries over their last six games. Only the Dolphins are worse. That tells you what's going on with Najee Harris. Now, at least that guy's a dog. At least he fights through contact. At least he catches passes. But it's very clear here um, that, that that no matter which side you fall on, on the RBs and they, that they don't matter debate, it's very clear that it needs to be a symbiotic relationship. It needs to be a relationship that works together with the offensive line. That's not working right now for Pittsburgh. What is working is Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has finished as a top 24 wide receiver in 10 consecutive games. That is really unheard of at that position. Ross, every wide receiver now and again, you saw Tyreek Hill catch uh, catch two passes last week. Every wide receiver now and again is going to have a dud. Whether it be the quarterbacks off, the wide receiver maybe drops a pass. Deontay Johnson did drop a pass. He dropped a touchdown and he still scored twice. Um, but it's, it, it's just a guy who Ben Roethlisberger forces the ball to. I know Minnesota's expecting to get uh, Patrick Peterson back. They're they're expecting to get Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks back, which which affects the run game. Certainly bad news for Najee Harris. I don't care. The Minnesota Vikings could get prime Daryl Green out there, and and Deontay Johnson's still getting 10 targets in this game. How many games in a row? 10. 10 is a top 24 wide receiver, which means, I mean, that's not even – like, he finished uh, 10 games in a row as a top 24 receiver. Correct. So it's not even like, oh, he's here's a game where he had four for 55. And, oh, you know, that's not great, but but it didn't kill you. No, he doesn't even have those games anymore. Wow. That's impressive. He's a guy I'll be looking at. Like any guy you can be looking at at LinkedIn. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joe, it's Dallas at Washington. Much to discuss here as well. Yeah, so um, let's start with Washington because I, I like I think Taylor Heineke really got bailed out at the end of that game. You saw he threw a pass that Trayvon Merrick, the rookie safety, should have picked off and ended that game, and it didn't happen. And then Washington was able to drive further and kick the game-winning field goal. Um, Heineke was not good. He just lost another uh, weapon. Logan Thomas is going to be out for the season with a knee injury. Now, apparently it's not as serious as they thought, but they still put him on IR. And if you put somebody on IR two times, the season is over, which opens the door for Ricky Seals-Jones to make an impact, opens the door for Mr. Bates, John Bates, the rookie tight end, to potentially make an impact. So um, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I think, is a popular waiver wire guy if you need a tight end this week. The focus should be on Antonio Gibson, though, who just had a monster 
monster game. He had 82% snap rate in week 13. It was a career high. He scored 20 plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. Uh, Over his last four games, here are Antonio Gibson's touches. 28, 36, 19, 26. Bell cow stuff. Now, early in the season, we were like, oh, you know, watch. Oh, he's the new Christian McCaffrey. And then McKissick's in there um, taking all the passing down work. Now, McKissick could be back this week from concussion protocol. But Antonio Gibson clearly came out of Washington's bye with a, a newfound health, a newfound drive. If you manage to survive to this point with Gibson, he is somebody who is propelling you to league victory. Yep, he's been fantastic. What about the other side for the Cowboys? Jerry says we might go 6-0 linemen to try to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Why you would say that publicly is beyond me. <laughs> Your thoughts? Uh, um, Ross, the Cowboys offense offense is just not working right now. Um, and, and I think, you know, Ezekiel Elliott did not look good on Thursday night. Now the question becomes, does the, does the mini buy really help? Ezekiel Elliott get healthy, but Tony Pollard simply looks more uh, explosive right now. Um, he over the last month he's averaging three point two yards per carry and four point five yards per reception. That is just not getting it done for Ezekiel Elliott. Like right now, I mean, barring you th- the fact that maybe you think the ten days off is going to help him, what you want Zeke to do is fall forward into the end zone. Like, like I mean, it's really gotten bad with him. Um, Dak Prescott hasn't looked great uh, of late. Uh, but he's still been overall a top 12 a fantasy quarterback in eight of 11 games this year, believe it or not. Uh, I know he kind of flopped for people this week. I, I got some complaints on my Twitter just saying, man, Dak killed me this week. And I understand that. Like um, Jerry Jones came out today and said, oh, he's bailing pocket too early. You know, he's missing some throws. But at the very least, they're going to try to improve his protection. They're moving. Uh, they're putting Lyle Collins back in at right tackle. Uh, like you said, they, they think Terrence Steele, they're going to use him as a sixth offensive lineman as they try to run the ball. I wonder if that will help the pass protection as well. And you would think Amari Cooper, after playing a limited role as he returned from COVID and fatigue, uh, is going to increase his role this week against the team. Let's get to Jacksonville at Tennessee, where your boy sort of sort of benched James Robinson for some unknown reason. Um, James Robinson was pissed about it. And as a true leader does, Ross, Urban Meyer passed the buck. Did you see that yesterday? Urban Meyer come out and said, well, I don't decide who goes in the game after a fumble or whatnot. So James Robinson's mad. Guy who's given his all for a team that's won three games in his career. And it's just a disaster right now. I mean, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde are flex options. Um, you've got here's the here's the Jaguars passing game in a nutshell. Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown in his last five games. Their leading receiver in back-to-back games is Laquan Treadwell. Seriously. Their leader in targets last week was the lad. Oh, he's a good lad. James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> he led him in targets, but he caught just two of them. This seems a disaster, Ross. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Got There's it. a couple teams like that. It's week 14, Ross. Your time's important. My time's important. My brain power has already waned. Focusing it on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll get to another team who focusing it on, is just a waste of my time and a waste of your time. Let's get to the Titans. Oh, this seems not much better. 
Um, uh, the Titans are coming out of the bye. And the thing that's good for the Tennessee Titans is they designated Julio to return from IR. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to play, but it means that he's going to practice. And and I know, look, I I avoided Julio. I went back and looked at our um, our uh, players to avoid at fantasypoints.com. And, of course, like any article you're going to have um, – there's going to be hits and misses on there, but our wide receivers was basically flawless. And Julio was one of the premier wide receivers on that article. That being said, the Titans need him right now. AJ Brown is on IR. You wonder if just shutting Julio down, got him healthy. Um, how about these stats from their loss to the Patriots? This just tells you how inept their passing game was. I dug this up. They ran for 270 yards against the Patriots before the bye. That was the 16th most in the Super Bowl era in a loss. It was the 10th most since the turn of the 21st century in a loss. It was the most in a loss since 2018. And among teams in the Super Bowl era that have lost a game by 20 or more points, the Titans' 270 rushing yards were second most ever. Ever. That's how inept their passing game was. They ran for 270 yards and lost by over 20 points, something that hasn't happened in 40 years to the extent that it happened to the Tennessee Titans. That's how bad it was for Tennessee. So I, I now I looked, I know Deontay Foreman and, and, and uh, Dontrell Hilliard both uh, lost fumbles. Jeremy McNichols is going to be back. I don't know what kind of wrench he throws into this equation, but Julio Jones, somebody to look at. Maybe he's on your waiver wire. Maybe somebody got fed up with him. I picked him up in a league where he was on the waiver wire. Um, and, and I'm not excited about it, but they do need him. Uh, but given the fact that Tennessee's a nine point favorite here against Jacksonville, I think if you're playing one of these backs, it's a Deontay form. Seattle is at Houston and Seattle's <laughs> offense kind of came alive, Joe. Well, coming alive is really relative when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Let's look at the facts. Okay, Russell Wilson averaged 6.2 yards per pass attempt in that game. The Seahawks averaged just 22.8 yards per carry on 26 carries if you take out the fake punt, which which happened. I mean, they scored on it, 73 yards by Travis Homer. But that, but if that can if that constitutes coming alive, they're still on life support, Ross. Um, they they got Pete Carroll's uh what is it, the the threshold of 53 that he's subscribed to for years where if you get thir- if you get 53 combined rush attempts and completions, you win a game. And they had 57 in that game. I'm not really sure where that came from, but Pete Carroll was fired up about it. I'm not too fired up about it. I mean, that offense was, is still bad. Um, uh, Gerald Everett, play, uh, like, like literally – if Gerald Everett came out before that game and said, I will be point shaving in this game, I don't think you could have expected what happened. He dropped the pass for an interception and <laughs> lost two fumbles. I mean, like, it was awful. Now, Russell Wilson's talking, you know, how Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson's out there saying, we trust Gerald Everett. I wouldn't be shocked if they actually get Gerald Everett the ball early in this game to show that they trust him. But otherwise, Frost, this is a disaster. They think Alex Collins is going to be back. Somebody was yelling at Brawley at Fantasy Points for telling him not to start Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson ran 11 times for 16 yards and fell forward into the end zone. I mean, let, let, let's 
let's be honest here. Uh, this 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 offense is still broken. Um, Metcalf and Lockett are wide receiver twos or wide receiver threes in a good matchup. I still don't want to play Russ. I, I mean, it's it, but the fact that it's a good matchup, maybe that does something for you. This team is hard to watch. If Gerald Everett came out before the game and said he was point shaving, you still couldn't predict what no. happened. Like literally, I mean, like it was as bad as it gets. Oh, I love it. All right, what about? I mean, is there anything to talk about for the Texans? What did this? Uh, this is the other are? team where I was like, Ross, my brain power does not have enough RAM right now for me to to even try to convince you that starting a Texan might in your twenty team league be a good idea. I mean, Davis Mills is starting quarterback. Y'all know about Brandon Cooks. If if you can put him in there, good luck. Good luck. I'm not messing with these back these running backs. Good luck. That's all I say. No, no Texans. This is a no Texan show. Raiders, the Raiders at the Chiefs. Oh, the Raiders. Oh boy. Uh, let's see about Darren Waller, his status this week because Foster Moreau. Obviously, he was a big-time uh, waiver wire pickup, and he flopped, man. He came out, was targeted just three times, um, and caught just one of them. Um, in the three games that Darren Waller has missed, though, Hunter Renfro has led them in targets in every game. He's just a guy you got to play every week at this point. Kenyon Drake is out for the season. Jalen Richard is on the COVID list. Now, I believe Jalen Richard, based on past comments that he has made, even pre-COVID, I have... Very little reason to believe Jalen Richard has the vaccine. So it seems likely he's going to miss this game. Josh Jacobs was on the field for nearly every snap. Um, his not 85% snap rate and nine catches were both career highs last week. Josh Jacobs, he was a guy who drove you nuts early in the season. He's missing games. Kenyon Drake's playing in the passing game. They're getting Peyton Barber involved. Another guy who, if he ended up on your roster one way or the other, and you're in the playoff picture. Josh Jacobs is a potential league leader right now because they they just don't have anybody else. But keep an eye on the status of Darren Waller because if he I know he flopped last week because if Darren Waller doesn't go, Foster Moreau is back on the streaming conversation. What about for the Chiefs, Joe? They're still not quite back there oh, offensively. Yeah. Um, what were the odds? Uh, one of the things that. I remember asking myself was when the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, what were the odds on that? The Chiefs not scoring a touchdown. I think somebody said it was like 30 to one, something like that. Fezzik probably knows, but I, uh, uh, it, it was, it was wild. Uh, certainly. What would you have given odds on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill combining for 13 targets last week for 49 receiving yards? Wow. I mean, Ross, they're still busted, man. And do again, I've said it a hundred times on this podcast. Do I want to bet against Kansas City getting this together, especially since the defense is playing better? Do I want to bet against Kansas City and say this team doesn't have a chance to go to the Super Bowl in in February? No, I'm not doing that. But with each passing week, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill – they might have cost people fantasy championships this past week. I mean, the, that's the long and the short of it. They might have cost people. Over his last six games, Patrick Mahomes is averaging 249.6 yards per game, which isn't awful, but he has just seven touchdowns to four interceptions and an 81.5 passer rating. Mahomes has finished as the quarterback 
22, quarterback 17, quarterback 19, quarterback 27, and quarterback 17 in five of his last six games. So in five of his last six games, he hasn't even been a starter in a 16-team league. There was one exception. He was quarterback one in week 10 against the Raiders. So something's got to give here. Um, the Raiders just played their boring-ass cover three against the Chiefs last time out. Mahomes shredded them. If I were the Raiders, I'd probably do something differently this time because this is not a player who is playing good football right now, except against your defense. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Who is working for us, Joe, in the matchup between the Saints and the Jets? Well, uh, we have Taysom Hill dealing with mallet finger. And apparently, according to uh, our uh, injury expert, Dr. Edwin Porras at Fantasy Points, this is clearly not as serious as Russell Wilson's in that they don't expect Taysom Hill to require So Obviously, Taysom Hill came back into that game. Now, even before Taysom Hill had mallet finger, you're not expecting that guy to go out and set any completion percentage records. But he throws four interceptions in that game after the injury. Um, it's, he's a tough guy to really get, get a hand on right now. No pun intended, just because he scored 26 fantasy points while throwing four interceptions. Okay. That's why we talk about these quarterbacks as cheat codes. If they run, um, I'm still willing to start him against this jet defense. You saw, I mean, Gardner Minshew had time to do his taxes in the pocket last week against the jets. And, um, and, and I think, the New Orleans Saints are going to have an opportunity to get Taysom Hill going in this game. The question is, who is Taysom Hill even throwing the ball to? Deontay Harris lost his appeal. He's going to be out um, after being suspended for D, uh, DUI. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil. Lil he, he's not Lil, Ross. I mean, you, you you see that guy out there. He's not Lil. He's pretty big. He's a big guy. Uh, he's, he's, he's got an opportunity. Juwan Johnson caught a pass for 27 yards. I guess Nick Finette. You know, Dallas Goddard scored two touchdowns on the Jets. Maybe Nick Vanette is somebody who you pick up, you stream, maybe you play him a little bit in DFS um, in this matchup against the Jets. But the, the hope beyond hope, Mark Ingram did not look healthy in that game on Thursday night against Dallas. The hope beyond hope after Miles Sanders just shredded the New York Jets is that Alvin Kamara is back and healthy in this game. Because if he is, I think they're going to lean on him with Taysom Hill not 100%. Presuming, of course, Taysom Hill does actually play in this game, which I which I guess is probably still up in the air. What about for the Jets offensively? I will say, I like Elijah Moore. Wilson oh, yeah. played better early. Even Tevin Coleman, the O-line for the Jets is playing better. Yeah, over the last two weeks with Zach Wilson back, Moore... Easily leads the team in target share, 34%, and air yard share, 60% of their air yards have gone to Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is now out for the season. Um, uh, his target quality has been better. Um, he's dropped four passes, but remember early in the season, like he was leading the league in percentage of uncatchable passes. 13 of his 20 targets now have been deemed catchable, but he's dropped four passes, so um over the last uh, two games with Zach Wilson the one thing Zach Wilson has done is he has crucified 
the Jets receiving production out of the backfield. Like they, he does not check it down nearly as much as Flacco and White and, and Josh Johnson were doing. So the Ty Johnson, that value's dried up. We'll see about Michael Carter. If he's able to get back on the field, um, he would be the lead back. But Tevin Coleman's been kind of the lead back. For me with the Jets at this point, it's it's Elijah Moore bust for me. Um, and fortunately, Elijah Moore is doing enough where I think I'd, I'd be going out of my way to get him in my lineup. He's just an electric player, and Zach Wilson's really starting to trust him. Moving on, we've got the Falcons at the Panthers. Panthers have a new OC, Joe. What does it mean? I'm a, I'm a little surprised by that. And now I think most uh, people think it means more running, by the oh, way. Oh, I know it means more running. I mean, I think Matt Rule came out and said it. Like, I mean, I mean, but does that like more running with Chuba Hubbard behind a bad offensive line? Is that really the solution? Now, I think if you see Cam Newton go five of 21 in a game, then maybe, yeah, okay, you have to run the ball. But Chuba Hubbard behind a bad offensive line doesn't really seem like a solution to me. But I mean, if you have Chuba Hubbard, look forward to 20 carries for 70 yards. I mean, and I still think Amir Abdul is going to mix in on passing down. So I'm expecting maybe some zone reads, some design quarterback runs with Cam or PJ Walker. If they, if if Cam gets benched again, Um, that that's exactly what this is going to mean. Um, I'm just a little uh, surprised that they made this move and maybe a cynic will look at this and say, well, Joe Brady got famous for that LSU offense. Well, anybody could coordinate an offense that had Joe Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Justin Jefferson in it and Thaddeus Moss. And I don't know. I there The disconnect between Brady and Rule, it, it, it just feels like a, I, I, not, I don't get good vibes from it. Let's put it that way. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's going to get the ball a bunch. Yay. Uh, to me, he has, he has not proven anything beyond the fact that he's just a guy. Um, and I think he's going to get 20 carries in this game for 70 yards, and you hope he gets in the end zone. Let's talk Falcons. Well, it's just not happening with Kyle Pitts. And uh, he has, uh, since week eight, he's averaging under four catches and 40 yards per per game. Uh, And, you know, at this point, you still, he's still probably a better option than somebody like the lad, James O'Shaughnessy. He's probably still a better option than him. But he's not getting it done in the way that you, you drafted him to. And, you know, now Russell Gage is starting to make an impact. Um, Russell Gage is caught 11 passes. I know he lost a fumble drop one late, but I think Russell Gage has an opportunity to be a wide receiver three down the stretch. Here's the problem for the Falcons. Calvin Ridley, and look, Calvin Ridley is taking care of his health. I'm not blaming him. But since Calvin Ridley has come out, the Falcons are third from last in drives ending in a score. Only the Texans and the Jaguars are worse. And those are the two teams I just washed my hands of earlier in this podcast. <laughs> and, and like, I mean, you got to play Cordero Patterson. I think Gage. I actually think Matt Ryan's playing pretty good, by the way. It's just that this team has nothing. It's a bad roster. Lastly, we've got the Ravens, who are very beat up against the Browns coming off a bye. I should mention first, though, that with the free Fix Finder service at AutoZone, you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. 
The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, and you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone. Yes, there you go, Joe. I like when you I like when you chime in. Fezzik does that on the Even Money podcast now. All right, the Ravens, something's not right there, Joe. Uh, yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson. And their offensive line, I think, has struggled, but Lamar has played very poorly. Um, and here's the problem. The last three starts for Lamar, they have totaled 45 points. The most they scored was 19 against the Steelers. And... Part of that game uh, was against the Browns. Part of that uh, that streak, they play the Browns this week. The Dolphins, Browns, and Steelers do blitz quite a bit. The Dolphins, Steelers at some close to league high rates. The Browns more middle of the pack, but the Browns understand how to get to Lamar Jackson. Over his last three starts, this is from Sports Info Solutions. Lamar Jackson has been blitzed forty three percent of the time. That's the second most in the league, and per Sports Info Solutions. When being blitzed, Lamar Jackson averages just 6.3 yards per attempt and has completed just 61.7% of his throws. That's compared to 8.0 yards per attempt and 65% of his throws when he isn't blitzed. So the Browns aren't really a blitz-heavy team, but they did blitz Lamar Jackson, and I think they're going to do it again. Why would you go away from that? Why would you go away from it? Um, And here's the other problem for for the Ravens. Uh, You you got to play Mark Andrews and and um, Hollywood Brown at this point because they get a ton of targets. What is going on with Rashad Bateman? Uh, no catches. He uh, ran just 19 routes on 49 pass plays against Pittsburgh. Sammy Watkins ran routes on 27 of 49. He's not usable. Um, I will say this, though, on a positive. Devontae Freeman has really been a godsend for them. 69% snap share in Week 13 was a season high. He's getting those checkdowns. Lamar facing the blitz he's checking the ball down to Devonte freeman but i would expect the browns even though they're they're more of a middle of the pat middle to bottom tier team in terms of blitz percentage i think they're going to do what they did a couple of weeks ago and blitz the living daylights out of lamar jackson who has been a fantasy buzzkill for the last month what about the browns offensively what do you see them changing <laughs> maybe baker mayfield's a little healthier i mean they are a disaster right now uh David Njoku's on the COVID list. Harrison Bryant's injured. So Austin Hooper's like the last guy standing at the tight end position. They couldn't run the ball the last time out. I mean, Nick Chubb, I still think you got to play. And Kareem Hunt's more of a flex option. I think it's... I, I mean, Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver three. Ross, the Browns are a really bad fantasy team. And I'm not sure this game's going to be uh, much prettier than it was two weeks ago. I mean, all that all that talk about how bad Lamar was in that game, and he was awful. He threw four interceptions. The Browns lost. I mean, let's be honest. Like, they didn't win the game. And that Raven run defense really shut down their run game. I don't think you have a choice but to play Nick Chubb. But um, uh, unfortunately, I think it's a uh, – it's a really uh, rough go of it, rough matchup for the Browns. One episode down, 
Another to go. That's how we do it here on the Fantasy Feast podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Intern Case is going to be mad at Joe. I already have four different clips I want her to cut because Joe was on fire. We'll do the Sunday afternoon games, the Sunday nighter, and the Monday nighter when we record episode two, which is right now. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.